0: This is the Thor Chronicles radio show, number 53, Healthy Skepticism, Part Two. This is the second part of our conversation on healthy skepticism, and while we might cover some of the same ground already, it's better produced with higher audio quality. This is more like the Empire Strikes Back version of this conversation. But that's not all. We also talk about the mentality of people who fake paranormal sightings. Some of our favorite podcasts that don't include this one. Documentaries, future guests we would love to have in the future, as opposed to having future guests in the past, I guess. And hint about um, how I love to cook with leftover bacon grease. And as always, we go off the rails and off topic at the end of the show. But first, as always, the announcements. This is the Fedora Chronicles radio show, after all. And when we do this, I imagine all of you listening to this with your chins up and your fedoras on. To make that mental image a reality, check out our vendor page and shop all of the vendors we support. As you've heard a dozen times already, these vendors are recommended to us by you, our listeners, and members of the Fedora Chronicles community. When you're not listening to this podcast, join us over at the Electric Speakeasy, forum. We have a couple of amazing members who are doing some top-notch reporting on current events. The Electric Speakeasy is the perfect place to discuss anything that's on your mind. You can even use your social media accounts to log in to our secure server. The holidays are here, so while you're shopping for all those Black Friday and Black Monday deals, get something for yourself at Zazzle with our slogans and logos, zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. All right, so let's just jump to the chase here. Once again, here I am with Doug Palumbo with part two on our conversation about healthy skepticism. All right. So anyway, just to let everybody know, um, Doug had to take a quick break. Hey, and uh, we decided that when we were going to finish recording, we were going to actually do it live in the studio. So this is, be, this is being recorded live in Doug's studio in our home office in downtown New Jersey.
1: Downtown New Jersey?
0: Downtown New Jersey. Okay. Because I, I don't know if you have any stalkers or not, and I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get you in tr- any kind of trouble.
1: You can you can say Central New Jersey,
0: Central New Jersey. Sure, that's 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 pretty close to downtown, Doug.
1: Oh, okay, I didn't know that.
0: I I I, I think so. I think so. So we were we were talking um, before the break, and as a matter of fact, uh, that break is probably going to be a perfect time to remind you, all of you listening. That we are going to start putting breaks and not like, not commercials, commercials, like commercials like sell sir and Hertz Rent-A-Car and stuff like that. But we're going to put in your commercials into the Fedora Chronicles radio show. Meaning that it's like if you have anything fun to promote or sell that the Fedora Chronicles radio show community would like, just send us. And I'm going to tell you, this, this is a limited time offer. $5 five flat fee and we will read your ad on the air or we will create an ad for you with music and sound effects and fireworks and everything you could possibly imagine to get your message across to our vast audience. Doug, did you know that, that we have people reading and listening to the Fedora Chronicles all around the world and we actually got one listener, just one listener in Antarctica. Did you know that?
1: I didn't know about Antarctica that is fantastic I did know that we had readers and listeners from around the world and that is quite um, it's quite humbling oh yeah, it's yeah it's 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 really cool that we're able to reach people and you know um, like he said for five dollars we'll read your message or ad and you know a few dollars more if you want all the bells and whistles we'll uh, yeahll you know, we'll add that, that too and by we I mean Eric
0: yeah, I, 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 well Doug does a great job everybody of actually um f- uh, finding sound effects for us. And include and um also um we you know what we have to get Jonathan Polke on on the show to talk about the supernatural sometimes and talk about his movie The Uninvited. Absolutely. Definitely get him on the air.
1: That be that would have been that could be a post Halloween interview because even though it's a scary movie and Halloween-ish in terms of, you know, people like to watch scary movies around Halloween. Um, It's the kind of movie you can watch anytime if you want a good, if you want to watch a good movie and get a good fright, uh, you know, The Uninvited is a great movie to do that. So you can watch it anytime. He also,
0: he all, um, one of the things I love about the movie, and I don't know if it's intentional, but he also sort of addresses the role reversals that are going on right now in modern America, where it's the man who stays home and and uh, does the house husband stuff, and it's the woman who goes off to work. He sort of dabbles with that a little bit. He doesn't like it. He doesn't put it in your face, but he just he he does address it to some extent. But I think is very humorous.
1: He would be an excellent interview. We'd have to re- we'll have to reach out to him. So, Jonathan, if you're listening, let us know.
0: Absolutely. So we were talking about. Um, uh, searching the paranormal and getting the right mindset and going from it from a attitude whereas it's just like uh, no, you are not there to prove that something is happening. you are not you're just there out there to gather evidence and it's up to us to decide whether or not you what you are seeing is a UFO or a ghost or um, whether or not you found the burial place for Jimmy Hoffa
1: right I mean my that's kind of my perspective although mine again is more you're not there to prove it you're not there to show anybody you know you're there in in terms of my opinion and i've never done it once again i've never done any sort of paranormal investigation or uh, ghost hunting um or anything like that but if i did the way i would conduct myself would be my job is to prove that it doesn't exist and uh, just to kind of, again, rehash what we went over before the break, I, I feel that way because you need to, if, if, if you go in assuming what you're going to investigate is real, then whatever method you use to investigate that are automatically flawed, um, just like any good scientific study. And I would consider a paranormal investigation a scientific study. At least it, it should be conducted that way. Um, I th-
0: I th- but you yeah.
1: you have to go in to prove that it doesn't exist. That way, not only do you eliminate to the best of your ability any bias, but you also show to others that you are going in with with without a preconceived notion that it does exist. You are going in to investigate whatever it is, and if you disprove it, you did your job just as much as if you weren't able to disprove it, and you you may even have gotten some kind of evidence, audio evidence, video evidence, uh, pictures, whatever it is. You do just as good a job if you prove that it does exist as you do as if you prove it doesn't exist. So um, if that makes any sense.
0: No, I think it makes perfect sense. And okay. I think that a lot of people have to take the same approach to uh, paranormal investigators as you do in like Abby and NCIS or any of the C- uh, CSI shows, whereas is that it's not up to you to um, prove that this person did the crime. It's up to you to prove who did the crime, and right. and the thing is, you cannot go into it with the aspect of okay, it's up to me to prove to you guys that UFOs exist. I mean, you could go through, you could go, you could definitely go about it that way, absolutely. But the thing is, is that okay? But let's just put it out there. You are biased. And I think that the perfect example of, of bias is um, the guy who wrote The Physics of Star Trek. I cannot remember his name, and I could look it up right now real quick. But he is also featured in a movie called Sirius. Not like Sirius is... Are you serious? I mean Sirius is in the star, Sirius. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does this entire documentary about um, um, extraterrestrials And visiting extraterrestrials and taking people out in the desert. And it's like, if you have 12 or more people meditating out in the desert, you can actually conjure up UFOs and he has documented proof. Well, let's just put it out there and say, look, you believe in UFOs. Okay. You believe in UFOs and you want people to believe that there are UFOs as well. Don't tell me that you're not biased. Come on out. Tell me you're biased. Right. Be honest about it. I will
1: say that if we're, uh, I think we we handled this a little bit last time before the break, that um, I believe in the statistical possibility of life elsewhere in terms of, um, you know, uh, corporeal life, not spirits or ghosts or anything like that, but something that is physical and real that lives elsewhere in the solar system or beyond, um, statistically speaking, it's not, again, there's, there's no such thing in, in, in my opinion as impossible. There's only probable and improbable. Absolutely. And, um, it's highly probable that there is life, um, elsewhere and not just microbial life or, um, some kind of a, slime mold but you know sentient intelligent life and um it, again i i believe in the statistical ability of that because it has been i don't know about proven but it's definitely been shown that statistically it's yeah. a very real possibility the drake equation the, drake the definition equation. of life as we know it in the conditions that we're accustomed to um I don't know if you could quantify uh the paranormal in the same way. Um if you can, I don't, I don't know, but um it's uh I would be very interested in going on a investigation with a paranormal team, um not unlike what uh Becky and Jason did um in the episode that you recorded with with them, uh, not to disprove or to be skeptical, but just so I can uh research with my own eyes and ears and senses and you know, record things in my own way and, and, and investigate it and, you know, kind of prove it to myself. Again, not that it exists, but that it doesn't exist. Um only because You know, uh, it was Sherlock Holmes, I think, that said, uh, and I'll paraphrase that when, you know, given all the facts, if in the end, what you if you take away all the possibilities, then what you have left has to be the truth. I'm sure I'm butchering that, but you get the idea that if you investigate it and you eliminate all known possibilities of what is causing the disturbance. Or the um the vision or the the you know temperature variation, whatever it is, if all known and possible causes are eliminated, then whatever's left, I'm not saying that it definitely is uh, a paranormal event, but it would lean more towards that way. yeah, so um, I'd be very interested. In uh, so if anybody listening that lives in my area does that kind of uh,
0: yeah, central New Jersey,
1: I would love to go along someday. I,
0: I am sure that there are there's somebody in central New Jersey who is interested in the paranormal and um, would love to take us on uh, on a trip, take us. And the thing is, is that we will put it out there in that hey, listen, I and not only do I believe, I mean, I want to believe and I'm taking it on faith that. Well, I know for a fact that you believe that it's true. Not you specifically, Doug Palumbo. You and the generic, non-specific. Mm-hmm. I know that you believe what you believe. Uh, I. It's it's a it's a fact. I can say you believe this because you say it's true. And the thing is, is that okay? Take me on a trip. Take me to a location. And let's go somewhere to some abandoned house or some abandoned factory or institution, and, and let's go see, let's do the do the investigation and um and document it and, and do and go for it that way. But anyway, we are getting way off track on what we were because I think I think basically we talked about this in the first half um, extensively. The sure. thing that we were like as um, sort of our pre-show conversation, we were talking about how. I'm uh, talking about um, with the proliferation of cell phone cameras. Now, of course, you are seeing all sorts of pictures here. And talking about, I'm um, looking at the Mirror UK. And it, right here, um, here is one example. This is example number one. UFO sightings. Residents in Siberia spot mysterious large saucer with bright green lights. And you look at it. And it was just like, uh, you know what that uh, that could be that could be some kind of cloud with some kind of weird artifact or whatever, whatever.
1: And, and just to break in real quick, if we discuss any pictures or video clips or, or news items, we can um, if folks uh, go on to the fedorquandals slash forum and log on to the Electric Speakeasy, um, we'll link. All of the images and stuff uh, to this Absolutely
0: uh, the, the, to this
1: radio show in the uh, podcast uh,
0: Fred. every every podcast has its own web page and mm-hmm. the thing is like if you go to fedorachronicles.com/ radio you will see an index page of all the most recent shows that we've done and uh, like an index library mm-hmm. it's fedorachronicles.com/ radio and and there's the index page and of course the and thing will is
1: we would be able to in- insert pictures and stuff in there
0: always it's html okay. there's nothing i can't do Oh. except for spe- ex- you are the render king ex- 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 yeah exactly except of course you know check my own spelling i need help with that oh boy <laughs> yes
1: <laughs>
0: so there's so there's that and it's like i'm looking at this and this is this is and i'm looking at this picture and the thing is is that i think it's most definitely a cloud that's i'm looking at it and it it looks most definitely like a cloud. Now, granted, i am obviously i'm not there, but the thing is is that but there are and i'm looking at this there are st-
1: Can you send me the link to that?
0: And i'll look I'm, at it while I'm, you're looking I'm at it. I'm sending it to Doug right now. Oh, look at that. All right. Um do 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 do,
1: do, do. come oh, on. I don't know what was worse, you uh, doing uh, the musical interlude, or on your end, or me dancing along to it on my end.
0: It's all pretty bad.
1: And get, considering that people can't see us, I'm surprised that I admitted to that.
0: So Doug's looking at this, and the thing is, is that the only thing that's special about this picture are the the, um, the lights that make up a triangle. That's the only thing that makes up. Now I can I can be. Um, the, the Scully and I can say alright yes it is a UFO absolutely it is a UFO is it alien in nature or what's more likely it's an experimental aircraft
1: I don't see it
0: you have to scroll down
1: yeah I scroll down keep 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 talking. Uh,
0: uh, yeah, it's 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 um it's below the 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 bottom half. If you look at it and it was just like it says recommended on the mirror on the on the right-hand side. Mhm.
1: Yeah. Oh, I have to click on a link?
0: No, it's like it's uh I I, I will I will definitely put the picture up on wow. the show's page.
1: It is not working for me. That's weird.
0: That is weird. The only thing about it is that there are, it's like if you look at the, the other aspects of the photograph and you'll see, you'll see the three green lights that make up a triangle. And the thing is is that you can look at that and you can say, well, okay, obviously that is something. And that it's, it's not natural. It's not natural that three green lights make up a shape like that and fly through the air. That's not natural. I don't think that that is a natural phenomenon. But the, okay, so what's the most obvious thing? Well, it's experimental aircraft. Well, that's the thing that really sort of sort of gets me going. Is the entire notion is that we have this experimental triangle wedge shaped aircraft, and it was just like, okay, who built it? How come it's being seen all over the world? And what's the point? What's the purpose?
1: Could be a um an experimental aircraft, and it could be something that somebody did. I mean, it's not hard to make a large object in the sky with, you know, helium balloons or um, drones or some kind of, uh, you know, like a hot air balloon type device and put some lights on it. And, you know, if it's foggy or cloudy, you don't need a whole shape. You just need... A couple points of light, and people will fill in the, the 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 rest themselves, and they'll say, "Oh, I saw this giant craft," when really it could be just a couple lights. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, but then the thing it gets back to my original thesis: it's not natural; it's man-made. Something.
1: Sure. It's a mm-hmm.
0: man. It's a man-made something. And it was just like I, I sometimes it's like I, I love the the whole thing is is that okay? Yes, it's a UFO. It's, it is unidentified, it is flying, and it is most certainly an object, okay? But the thing is, is like you say the, the, the you say UFO and all of a sudden automatically, ooh, aliens, no, no, not like the, kid. the thing is, is that it was just like if, because every once in a while the International Space Station will fly overhead and it is, it is bright, it is the brightest, quote, star, unquote, in the sky, mm-hmm. okay? My kids don't know what it is, Is it a UFO to them? Yes, it's a UFO to them. Until Dad says, look, I got this app, and it's, hey, it's the International Space Station. Then it's no longer a UFO. It's now an IFO. And getting into the semantics of that is just like, I I think the thing is, is that the UFO has been abused. I think that the unidentified flying object has been abused by the media and the public. Well, here's another one, and I'm looking at this, and I am sending you this link once again. This will be up on the web page. Now, this is why I love hoaxes. And I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to see if I can read the original headline. Um, creepy UFO sighting at mid, mid-rand N1 going viral. It's a picture of a giant. I see it now. It's a giant UFO mm-hmm. flying over the highway just peeking through the clouds
1: now at like the edge of a mothership
0: and now the thing is is like if you're a sci-fi fan like I am and I hate I hate I hate the abbreviation sci-fi I hate that if you're a sf fan science fiction fan like I am you know you recognize that ufo right away mm-hmm. okay <laughs> that is somebody in photoshop playing with layers and playing with blending features and I could do that in. It's photograph. not even that good. It's not even that good. Well, the thing is, is that it was just like, if this was the 1970s or 80s, it would be that good.
1: Yeah, yeah. but not in 2015.
0: And not even when. Wait a minute! I stood in line for like maybe five or ten minutes at a box office so I can see that UFO. Mm-hmm. That's from. I think that's from Independence Day.
1: I certainly look something along those lines, absolutely.
0: How how can you do that? How how can how can you how could you how can you BS people like that? And of course further down the page you have a whole bunch of other people who are um, proving that they can actually um, um, goof on that and actually connect um, can actually reproduce those those same exact results with it's take any ufo take the ufo from district nine and you can photoshop that over um uh you can photoshop that over any picture and you can blend it just right i have one of the first photoshop projects i did for a class was there's a picture of me um, with my backpack and my tackle box, walking down and walking down a road along the side of a lake, with two World War II era fighter planes flying overhead. Mm, and, I remember that picture. Yeah, I still have, and I maybe I'll link to it on the show page. Um, but it was like, I mean, here's the thing, and and maybe this is sick on my part, or maybe this is the graphic designer coming out. I love fakes. I I it's almost it, it's it's a it's a it's a form of art for me
1: absolutely it really is and that's the thing it's like if it's really good and people do it as art and not say look this is real but like look how real I can make this i appreciate that
0: i appreciate like, that more yeah
1: but like fakes that are like you know people that that try to say no look this is real it's just uh you know it it does nothing for You know, maybe they just want the attention, but it it certainly does nothing to further the cause of people who legitimately try to research this um, stuff. Oh no,
0: I think I think uh, quite the contrary. But harms it. Go ahead. No, No, because the the thing is, here here's what I think. As somebody who likes the likes paranormal investigations, I like the fact I like the fakes because. The thing is, is that, okay, here's, here, I'm going to give you just like in that scene. And before I give you a positive, I'm going to give you a negative. I'm going to give you an, I'm going to give you a piece of paper. I'm going to give you a photograph over the internet. And it's a way of sharpening your skills. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to look at this picture here. I'm going to bring it into my photo editing or I'm going to zoom right in and I'm going to get close and I'm going to do my own investigation to see if whether or not it's practice. And of course you have all these fakes. Okay. Here are all these false positives I've gone through. Now when I get something that it's like published in the UK and it, and it looks weird. Now I can look at that because I've had all this practice looking at fakes and determined by myself, this is a fake. So when I get another picture I can look at it and I can go through the kabuki dance and look at it and say, "All right, well, because of my experience, while looking at all these other fakes, bang, there you go. I think this one is real because of X, Y, and Z. Or I think, hey, this is an even better fake because of X, Y, and Z. I like, I like that. I like being able to play Sherlock Holmes. Or I like, I like playing Abby from NCIS and um and and doing my own." investigation with these pictures that are supposed to be quote real right you had a great analogy in the pre pre pre-show talk about um, Bigfoot somebody who put all this time and effort into the Bigfoot um,
1: yeah they you know you you see all kinds of Bigfoot evidence and you know um, hair samples and people go to I think more so I mean again I could be wrong but, in my opinion, more so than any other area of the paranormal or cryptozoology or anything like that, Bigfoot fakes, I think, are the most prevalent. And the especially throughout history, um, since they first started kind of popping up. And I saw it was a video. Uh, I wish I could remember the documentary, but it was about fakes and how these people went through such great lengths to fake it. They, you know, had the, the, the foot stamps in the ground, but it wasn't just like, you know, a cutout of a foot and they just stamped it into, like, some wet sand and, oh, look, it's like it had depth to it and, like, they figured out the proper depth for the soil and the stride and the height and the weight of the animal you know how far it would push its foot into the ground if it were real and they you know did that with the um, impression they made and they got a proper you know anatomically correct uh, for the creature if it were real foot and they didn't just press it into the ground they also carved or designed into the bottom of the foot like not fingerprints but like uh, ridges skin ridges to make it look like it was... Um, and they were different on different feet to make it look like it was, you know, an in, a unique individual. And they went to just really elaborate uh, lengths to, you know, perpetrate this hoax. And I don't remember why, but it was just... I mean, it was borderline um, believable. Like, you know, and it was... I could certainly see why why somebody would, I mean, if I didn't know going into it that it was fake, I would have certainly considered believing in it. And, um, but like why, you know, people do that is beyond me. I mean, in terms of, you know, maybe they, but it can't be for notoriety because most of the time they get found out relatively quickly and then they look stupid. I mean, yeah. It, I mean, unless it is for notoriety, and they think that they finally crack the code to nobody will figure out this fake. But um, again, it you know people get involved, and then they find out it's a fake, and any legitimate research that's being done now, you know, looks you you look uh, foolish for attempting research, even if you are trying to do it, you know, in a proper way. So, if anything, it just demeans the work other people are trying to do
0: well that's one way to look at it and the thing is is that you make the people who took you seriously look stupid yeah if I have these photographs and I put them uh, and I was actually writing about this today and I wanted to get on this subject um, eventually Um, if if I tell you if I share with you an anecdote this is something that really happened to me and I tell you this elaborate story um, perfect example. I can, I can tell you the elaborate story about the police chief who pulled into my driveway with a summons to go to court and I can tell you an elaborate story. Um, it would not be that hard for you to, to find out if whether or not I was summoned to a, a, a court case, um, because it's public record, it's, right. it's out there, it's public record. And the thing is, is that if you found out that it was just like, okay, I made the whole story up okay well why why would, why would you make something up if if i tell and, and, I, and I here's an experience i had uh, a couple of years ago on a forum where you and i and i'm not even going to mention the name because they're ju- it's they're not worth it but the thing is is that we were talking about real world scary experiences and the thing and i had shared this anecdote whereas um i like i like going to abandoned places here in new England and there's so many of them out there. And it's um, okay, it's it's not like some ancient Mayan temple, but hey, it's 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 close enough. I like going to these places and seeing what I can find. And I have sure. and I and I have all of these old bottles sitting on a shelf here from all of my excursions that I've ever been on. And I like to dig in the dirt and see what I can find around these abandoned places. That wasn't until I saw Cropsy, but that's a, that's a different story. And so the thing is, is that um, in I think it's Sterling, Massachusetts. I, I'm pretty sure it's in Sterling, Massachusetts. I had was walking down this abandoned railroad, and the thing is, it had one of these funny grades. Whereas it was like it was like a it was like a clover leaf for you know like a highway clover leaf, except for it was for railroads. Sure. And it was pretty neat. Let's check. I you know let's check this out. And I was when I was hiking with my dad. And we're walking down, and we and we are walking, and there are these. And it looks like people are like hanging out, like teenagers hanging out, way down this uh, this roadbed, and it looks like these kids just hanging out, having a bonfire, drinking beer, and being cool.
1: Is this in the evening time? I take it
0: this is just before sundown. Okay. Okay. And it was just before Halloween, and what what we didn't realize is that you know. And the thing is that there were some weird noises. I mean, just we just weird noises, and you could and Jesus, you know what? You know what? Dad, it, that sounds like someone's torturing a cat. And it's like we got closer and closer, and we got close enough to, to the point where we could see what was going on. It was a, it was a satanic ritual. It was a black mass, and it was just like let's get the fuck out of here. Pardon my line. Pardon my language. And so, of course, we started, and then, of course some of the people who who spotted us started chasing after us so then we so instead of continuing to run like straight down the roadbed dad decided well i'm just going into the woods and he just ran into the woods and then and then we like crouched down and we buried ourselves in the leaves and stuff like that for a while and then we were crawling on our hands and knees or on our bellies out of the woods for at least a quarter of a mile. It could it could be a lot less than that. Because but when you're crawling on your hands and knees, I mean, uh, a mile. And are running
1: if, from Satanists. Exactly. It, if, uh, it mi- seems like a long right. time.
0: So the thing is, is that um, so we crawl out covered in mud, covered in dirt. I see my Chevy Chevette, and I say we're gonna make a. I'm gonna make a run for it, and I run for my Chevy Chevette, get in the car, and I think that I see the some of the people running after us getting out of the woods seeing and they say something to the effect of oh let's go get him," and i'm fumbling trying to find my car keys and i'm having a hard time getting the chevette to start and then just at the last minute it turns over and then i peel out of there the best i can in a chevy chevette
1: i i assume dad was in the car with you at the time
0: i don't remember yeah i think he yeah he was <laughs> i'm being funny but the thing, is, and of course, my—if you can imagine, my my father is saying, "Jesus, start the car, start the car," and okay, why why would I make that story up? Why would I tell you that it's a Chevy Chevette? Why why would I make that story up? And the thing is, is that some a moderator on this forum had said that I was making the whole story up. Why would I make that? Why would I make that up? If I was going to make up a story, how about it's like oh, I I. I I got into a fist fight with one or two of them, and before I got out of the woods, or I, 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 would embell, I would embellish the story,
1: right? Not like you're you know crawling on your belly, afraid for your life, you know, through the muck and mire, and trying to get back to your Chevy Chevette. I think you could come up with something a little more inventive than that.
0: Why would I make that up? Yeah. And that gets to the whole thing about people making up evidence for okay, they 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 saw a UFO, or or it's like they fabricated. Um, Bigfoot's footsteps or footprints or whatever. Why go through the effort? Other than you want to get the attention of somebody, and I'm looking at somebody pulling in my driveway. No, no, they're not. But you look at like you look at somebody who goes through this elaborate hoax for like Bigfoot. Here, I, you know, if you want to get a job with Stan Winston or something like that, or well, you want to get get into. Um, special effects and stuff like that, I'm sure that there's an easier way to do it besides that. Why lie?
1: I don't know. Maybe sometimes it is for the attention or they just want to see if they can get away with it, the the, the thrill of the hunt, so to speak, but maybe they really believe it. Maybe they uh, there's something wrong with them and um, they somehow fabricate the story, whether it's partially based in truth or wholly fabricated where they somehow convince themselves that this is real and they really believe it.
0: Maybe I'm too much of a narcissist because the thing is, is like if I put in all that time and effort into doing something, I would like the credit for doing all of that. I want the credit for putting all the time and effort into making that quote hoax.
1: Sure. But I could also understand the thrill i guess of somebody doing going through all that effort to do a really good job i'm not talking about one of these you know crappy jobs where somebody just throws on a monkey suit and walks through the woods and says oh look it's a picture of bigfoot um people that put in a lot of effort and a lot of time and really make something that by all accounts is quite believable um sometimes they don't want the attention because the thrill it's kind of like I hate using this analogy but it's like, you know, an arsonist sticking around watching the fireman put out the fire. It's like the thrill comes from not setting the fire but from nobody figuring out that it was you. You know?
0: Maybe maybe that's the problem. Maybe maybe uh maybe my, my mental problems are not that severe. I cannot understand I it's like it's it's like it's like it's um it's such an alien concept to me, making fakes like that. I don't know. I i, I, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, is that it was just like, um, remember when they were making Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? And, yes. And some guy, now i I created a fake news item only to prove that it could be done. Because somebody else created a fake news item and he was passing it off as if it was a real news item. Right around the time when they were making Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I remember. And I remember just fabricating all of this crap. Taking pictures of, of props and putting them out in the woods. And putting the, the, the um, Indiana Jones Paramount Pictures logos like they have on um, um, indianajones.com. And it was, it's, it, it's so easy to fake. And the thing is, is that it's like, okay, so what's the point in you faking it? I'm faking it to prove that it can be done, and I that I understand. I understand that. I don't understand because the thing. Why, if you're, why would you lie and say that you're you're an, an a Hollywood insider when obviously you're not, and people can find out if whether or not you are or not.
1: Maybe at at one time whether it's the story you're talking about or some other story, the the individual is um, is um, knowledgeable or part of a group or has some insight and then no longer does, but they want to have that back and they can't get it. So the only way to do that is to fabricate the story and say, no, look, see, I'm still relevant. I do- um, and maybe that's part of it.
0: That, that brings me back to um, when I returned to my original hometown the town where i grew up and i saw this i saw this kid his name was also eric and he told me this elaborate story about how he was he was an intern at ilm um during the making of terminator 2 but you won't see his name in the credits because they don't have the names of the interns on the credits Mm -hmm. and i looked back and now i i at the time, and I, I have them somewhere, I don't know where, that, but it's like I had, like, um, I got a copy of one of those making of books, and it's like it had all the credits from Terminator 2, and I, it's like, I and I got the DVD, and I, and I, or, or the VHS, and there you go, there's the list of all the interns who worked at ILM during the making of Terminator 2, and his, and his name was not on the credits, Eric's name was not on the credits, why, why lie to impress Eric Rinder King Fisk from the Fedora Chronicles?
1: I don't know if it's necessarily just you, though. I mean, I'm sure he probably perpetrated that lie with other people, just that because you are um, involved in that sort of work for your at the time, you know, for your something that you wanted to do and as a hobby and such, it. Seemed like the right kind of person to talk to because you would probably believe it, you know what I mean. And you might go, "Oh, that's really cool," and give them a lot of attention. You know, I think again, it all goes down to either attention or they don't want the attention. They just want to fool people and they want to watch, you know, they want to watch the building burn and and the firemen put out the fire. And I don't mean it in a nefarious way like that, but that it's it's the same kind of mentality. They don't want to get caught. They just want to be there when everybody else is trying to figure out who did it and then, you know, secretly be, you know, snickering and, you know, pleased with themselves for, you know, pulling the wool over everybody's eyes.
0: Somehow I'm the center of attention while all these people are reporting on the fire and all these people are trying to put the fire out. Somehow I'm Mm -hmm. the center.
1: I don't. (laughs) Those are the only two things I can think of as to motivation.
0: I think people are crazy. I'm. I'm. There are just there are just some people that are just crazy, and, and by trying to apply logic to their line of thinking is just asking for trouble. It's like it makes it, it it really gives me a headache trying to figure out why. It's like, it's sort of like, um, it's sort of like my relationship with my wife. The uh, like I will I will say things just to get myself out of trouble or just to stay out of trouble. And when she finds out, well, well, how do you expect Carol to be to act? You forgot to do something, so you made up some kind of elaborate story to explain to her why you couldn't do it. When in fact, all you had to do is say, "Oh, geez, you know what, baby? I just totally wow. I it's I totally slipped my mind. Sorry, kid. Wow. I mean, and it was just like after after more than fifteen years of marriage, it just occurred to me to just you know what? Because the thing is, women, women just know. They will find out somehow, some way, they will just find out that you are lying. And when they find out that you're lying, then they're going to question everything else. Mm-hmm. Did you really go to college at SUNY Canton? Did you, Did you really wash dishes and make pasta at that restaurant where you told me that you used to work? And everything all just sort of like, why put the doubt inside of their head? I th- it reminds me of a Twilight Zone episode where this guy who had told elaborate stories actually does get ad- abducted by aliens, and then and then it's like, oh, gee, yeah, okay, right, another good story. I think we talked about this right. earlier. Mm-hmm. We talked about like if Uncle Bob and and Strange Eric both got abducted and they both told the elaborate elaborate story about being abducted, who would you believe more?
1: Right, and I said that if you are trying to discover the truth, but you really can't discover the truth, you have to discover the not truth. And the only way to do that is to believe both of them, you know, not go into the um, investigation of who's right and who's wrong, because they could both be wrong or they could both be right. And, um, or they could both be lying and both be telling the truth, I should say. And so you have to go in, assuming that not one is telling the truth and one is lying because you're biasing yourself already. That, that, so, is,
0: that is true. I mean, but the thing is, is like, unless you're dealing, or if, if you're dealing with somebody who is a congenital liar, I think that you do have to take that to an account. But that, hey, that's sure. just, that, that's me. That's me. So anyway, um, so jumping topics once again, um, And in a second, this will all make sense. Um, I'm a big, huge Doctor Who fan. Um, Yes. Um, And um, I listen to a lot of podcasts about Doctor Who and Doctor Who news. And one of my favorite podcasts is a podcast called Verity, which is named after the woman who was the first producer of Doctor Who way back in 1963. I think she was one of the first um, women producers of a of a BBC show and okay. uh, um, so I can't remember Verity's last name, but the podcast is called Verity and they always start or finish the show with what's making you happy in the world of Doctor Who? And it's one of my favorite parts of my favorite podcast. Um, and, your, your uh-huh.
1: second favorite podcast. It's
0: yes, it, of course this is obviously my favorite cut co- naturally. Favorite, okay. naturally.
1: It, I just wanted to clear that up.
0: It's my, it's it's my, believe it or not, Verity is my favorite Doctor Who podcast. There we go. Okay, um, and th- I love the segment "What's Making You Happy in the World of Doctor Who." So, what I want to do is do a segment of the show where I ask whoever is, "What's making you happy in the world of retro or steampunk or classic movies or whatever?" And obviously, Doug, do you have? Something that's making you happy in the world of 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 the Fedora Chronicles. Wow! Well, Any happy piece of news to share?
1: Let's see. Um, uh, we can we can cut out all this this dead air because I haven't thought of this. Um, I'm going to
0: insert funny sound effects while you're thinking. Okay.
1: Um boy.
0: do 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 bump Um,
1: gosh. Let's see. I was reading somewhere that uh there was consideration of possibly... um reviving or rebooting the Rocketeer. And um I don't know how old that information is. I could have been reading something very old, I don't know. But um this is the first thing that's popping into my head. And it doesn't seem likely that, that that'll happen, which makes me very happy.
0: Reboot um, of the movie or the not comic? that the movie's
1: untouchable, but because it's uh you know, it's one of the rare occurrences in film um where it just kind of works. I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but everything works, and um, so it makes me happy that it doesn't seem like they are going to pursue a remake. Um, just leave it as is. So I think that's it's best. not something that's happening that makes me happy. It's something that's not happening that's making me happy.
0: I think that is <laughs> that no, that's hey, that works. That fits. Uh, what is making me happy in the world of retro? Is that um, thanks to um, a a previous podcast host, or guest rather? Thanks to a podcast guest, uh, I got into watching on uh, Netflix, uh, Peaky Blinders. Mm, and yes,
1: I, that seems like a, It's one of those shows that it uh, has always uh, piqued my interest, and I certainly it, it's on my list of uh, to watch.
0: Uh, I basically watched the first season in an entire day um, while I was taking care of other things. And um, I love just the look and the feel and the grit of the show. It is it is definitely a man's show. If you is are... it
1: Dylan Murphy in it? Yes. Okay.
0: And I think that he is an incredible underrated actor.
1: I wasn't such a big fan of his as Scarecrow, but um I've seen him in a few other things and I do like him.
0: Actually I liked him as a Scarecrow, but that's that's a different podcast. Okay. I loved watching that. Um Yeah, everything right down to the accents and uh the acting and the costumes. Um uh,
1: briefly, what's it about? Well, I
0: mean it it, it is spoiling. it's uh it's about these I think it's um It's about these Irish immigrants in England, or it takes place in Ireland. I'm not sure which, um, but it is is a uh, rugged uh, industrial town where the small family um, has uh, started uh, their own gang, and they get into uh, legalized gambling. And, of course, you have to deal with everything that comes with um, such a vice like that. And the thing is, is that how, how do you how do you get into um, organized crime and and keep your soul? And especially how do, how do you get into organized crime after World War One and everything that you experienced? And the main character um, has to deal with we they didn't call it post traumatic stress syndrome back then, but it's like he he's dealing with that, and right. it, it was just like how does that play into? Um, Trying to live and survive and eventually thrive in the underworld of organized crime, and it, it it's in it, it's just a phenomenal, it's just a, such a phenomenal show. And the characters aren't perfect. The characters are not really great people. Uh, these aren't the guys that you would like your sister to bring home to meet the family on Thanksgiving. And it is it's one of those guilty pleasures. Another. Another thing that's making me happy in the world of retro is that I have, um, the hat block that I'm making, it is, it is all glued together and I'm now in the process of sanding it and I will show some pictures of it and, um, it's not to replace, um, uh, getting your hat properly, um, serviced by a professional. It is just a great way to get your fedora to keep its shape, um, between blockings and, um, I am really getting into uh, getting into carpentry again. That,
1: now does it for the, for the hat block, does it matter? Uh, what kind of wood you use? but more importantly, what kind of glue you use?
0: Um, I have done a lot of reading on this, and they keep telling you you should use poplar wood because of its natural properties
1: and what about the glue or the varnish
0: um it doesn't say anything about i haven't varnished it yet so that's i'm sort of like putting off that research but the thing is is that um do not buy this the most expensive wood like poplar that you can get and make your first hat block um that is a i have learned the hard way that is a huge no-no um I'm actually building a, uh, a prototype out of pine. Pine is... You wouldn't know it, but pine is actually a really sort of soft wood. And it's, it's really... Very soft. It's it's really easy to work with. Um, poplar is a more dense wood, and it smells... It, I'm telling you, when you're cutting it and when you're working with it, it smells... It's it, The smell is divine when you're cutting poplar wood. Pine wood smells okay, too. Um... But the thing is, is that it is really hard to cut and it burns th- through blades like nobody's business. And you don't, you want, you want the best equipment you can possibly get, um, when you're working with poplar wood or you're working with any dense wood. I want, I can't imagine, I can I probably, I can't imagine, uh, eventually I'm going to like move on to Oak and stuff like that. But the thing is, is that you get a template and you work on the template and then you work on um you know actually cutting the layers or if you have a block of pine um you know you cut that or block of wood whatever wood you're working with and you just and and you just do it and you just sand it down it's like you just you want the 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 hat block to be a size or two smaller than your hat and you want it to be um sort of the shape that you want it um you want your hat to take um and you just want to be able to set it into the hat block to help keep its shape when you're not wearing it mm-hmm. or if you're putting it into storage. And, it's, and you don't want it to be so tight that you just, want to, you just want to keep it from tapering. You just want to keep the crown of your fedora from tapering. That's all you want to do. And it was just like, this is, this is just a beautiful thing. And there's just something about working with something that's real, that's not digital there's just something about it that is it cannot be replicated on the computer
1: interesting it
0: is so that's what's making me happy in the world of retro good
1: so are, are you are you new uh boy we're, we're getting off on a subject but are, are you new into carpentry
0: i used to do a lot of woodworking um back and forth um i think the biggest regret that i have is that i did not spend because i didn't spend a lot of time with my grandfather doing mm-hmm. woodworking um I would probably see him like a couple of minutes each visit, like four or five times a year. I really didn't. I really didn't know the man very well. That's another podcast right there. Um, I wish I spent more time doing woodworking. I wish he taught me more about working with wood because he he had he had a a, a, a wood shop or workshop that was like an addition to the house slash barn that he lived in, um, lived in. And it was about the size of my living room and kitchen put together. And he had all this elaborate equipment. And before he died, he got rid of it all. I would have loved to have... got. I, I, hey, listen, I would have loved to inherited the, the family estate, for crying out loud. I, you know, I would have loved to have done that. I would have loved to have kept all of his old equipment. There's just something about it. There's just something about... And it's like I have the sawdust in, in my blood. And it was... I wish that I spent more time with him. Um... I love building stuff. I uh, we have some things going on around the house. Like there's the pictures, like uh, uh, there's the pictures of me building the shed with my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I really enjoy doing that. There and it was just like it's, and I I think that what really sort of, and I'm looking at the time here. Part uh yeah, uh what really sort of like really sort of pissed me off this week is that we found out that uh, um, our hardware store, um. Um is closing. And um, why? Why is our hardware store closing? Um, Probably
1: because of the big stores.
0: Well, yeah, but the thing is, is like we live in the middle of um, we live in the middle of nowhere in southern New Hampshire. And the thing is, is that there's only two hardware stores. There's one in the town next door, and then there's this one. And the thing is, is that it's literally, it's literally at the bottom of the hill where I live.
1: Maybe it's. Not financial. Maybe it is just they don't want to do it anymore.
0: Well, it's a chain. It's Obishans. It's okay. Obishans Hardware, and it was but like it, it's a is, chain. It, is it
1: owned by the is it a franchise or is yeah, it it's a franchise. Same family. It's
0: a franchise. It's a franchise.
1: Maybe
0: and it was to run in the store. Man, it just sucks. It sucks. There's nothing like you're in the middle of a project. Ah, crap. Just go down to the bottom of the hill. Okay. Well, now I have to make a because the thing is is like driving to like the Home Depot. That's, right. that, that's a two-hour trip. At minimum, it's a two-hour trip. Because knowing me, I will wander up and down the aisles wondering what other trouble I can get into.
1: What, um, and so there's no other local place?
0: Well, the, there's, the, there's the other store right next door, but they close at odd hours. They close really early on Sunday, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. So you better know what it is that you need on Sunday afternoon before they close. I think they close at 2 or 3 or something like that. It's frustrating. It's a pain. So anyway, I'm looking at this, and this has just been another great show. And with... So, any last thoughts, Doug?
1: Uh, no, not, not on these subjects. I think we uh, covered what we wanted to cover. And um, again, if people want to uh, put in a, a note to a friend or loved one or some kind of commercial or read really any kind of copy you know, $5, and if you want all the bells and whistles, a few dollars more, and we'll be happy to read whatever uh, you want to put on the air.
0: Crap, even Doug can read it.
1: Even I can read it.
0: Even even Doug can read it. Yeah, just tell us what you want. Five bucks, it's not that hard. And uh, uh, what, else, what else are we going to talk about? Um,
1: and, y- and given our reach, we have a... Uh, uh, it, it would go out to a lot of people. Maybe on the next show or on the forum, you can put up the number. But uh, it's a big number, as you know. I'm surprised myself sometimes at how many people, how many unique individuals listen to the show.
0: Dude, we have a listener in it. We have one listener in Antarctica. You can't beat that. I I would, I would love to just talk to our, our our listener in Antarctica and ask him or her, hey, listen, how are you able to keep your fedora on down there?
1: Well, if that person is listening, send us an email. Um, info at the com, or reach out to us on Facebook or Twitter or any of our social media accounts, and we would love to have you on.
0: Yeah, and oh, and we're also looking for guests. We're looking for a lot of guests, and we're looking for anybody who wants to talk about anything that's interesting in the world of retro, whether it's classic movies, film noir, steampunk, diesel punk, anything. Anything. And authors of books. If you've written a book and you want to talk about it, World War II history, Prohibition history, depression history? Anything. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Because the thing is that I think... you know what, Doug? I, I think that we have this thing down pat. I, I think that with the equipment that we have and uh um with the with the uh just we I think we I think we've got the groove, man. I think we got the groove, not to go not to go s- disco on you, but we got the groove.
1: I'd rather you didn't go disco on you. I'm me. not gonna go disco
0: it. on you. So but, but oh, here's another thing. Hey, listen, if they remade Saturday Night Fever as, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, but instead of like, uh, putting it in a 1970s disco, they put it in a 1920s, 30s speakeasy. Do you think it'd still work? No. Okay.
1: I'm not so sure it worked originally.
0: Eh, ah, hey, tweet your own. But, uh,. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 'Cause every
0: every time I sing along with the music it sounds like some like a really bad um um Frank Sinatra knockoff or easy listening jazz knockoff. Hey, how deep is your love? How deep is your love?
1: <laughs> wow, we really went off track on this one. I think we've just
0: lost our one listener in at in Antarctica. <laughs> yeah, I-
1: there goes our Antarctica demographic I
0: tell you so no i i i would I would love to be able to talk to somebody who has written a book or has done a documentary or has anything they wanna talk about um that it that it pertains to um our realm of expertise little as it is sure so
1: and maybe we can well you can take this if you want, but maybe we can try to have a little contest of some kind to see. Who we can get from the furthest point to where you are, who our furthest listener is, and have them uh, write in. And once we verify that you indeed live that far away, you know, have a little, uh, have them on the show and have a little, uh, I don't know, give them a Fedora Chronicles uh, t-shirt or something along those lines. Yeah, t-shirt or Or something. Coffee mug. Coffee mug. Hey, yeah.
0: Uh, The ultimate guest. The ultimate guest to the Fedora Chronicles radio show is somebody who is living on the International Space Station.
1: That would be fantastic.
0: Barring that, the second best, I there's a series of books that I've been reading, not a series of books, they all have the same theme. I'm reading uh, another book about um, the efforts that it took to rescue POWs and MIAs in World War Two. After the war ended, and just as the Cold War was heating up, there's a couple of authors I really want to get onto the podcast and talk to them. And I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to actually reach out to those authors and see if I can get them on. So
1: Sounds great. I, I,
0: I mean, the thing is, is that once, once you get a podcast going and once you have, uh, once you get a couple of listeners and, and and you learn the equipment. It's like you learn the, how to run the mixing board, and you run how you, you you're doing the audio software. Once you get it all together, the sky's the limit. You know, hey, you know, you know who would also be another great um, guest to get the Oracle.
1: Okay, on the on the electric speakeasy on the electric form.
0: speakeasy. Who is who is teaching me so much about um, uh, making costumes. What what he did for his Star Lord costume is phenomenal. We got to get him on board as well. Sure, I don't know if we, I don't know if we're clear or not to tell his uh, his real name on the uh, Fedora Chronicles radio show, but I think definitely, I think he's he's a guest to get. So
1: easy enough to reach out to.
0: I know. So, so if any next time, if anybody has anything they want to promote or talk about, whatever, um, we haven't had a good hat vendor on in a long time too.
1: Hey, whatever. That's
0: it. We get yeah. yeah. Reach out to some people. Say hey, you know.
1: I got a couple ideas. I'll be reaching out.
0: That's great. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think there. I think that there should be some kind of reward for the most far out um, uh, guest on the on the on the Fedor Chronicles radio show. I think that that would be great.
1: I want to talk to the person in Antarctica. So please call in. Please or write in.
0: Skype we in. Will,
1: we will call you.
0: Exactly. And, and we won't call collect either. No. Oh, my God, my wife is going to kill me. It's, if, it's, if it's on Skype, it's not going to be a problem. But I think that that would be it. That would be it. There's, a hit, there's so many people that I want to be able to talk to. I think that, and I think that now that Halloween is done, I think that's going to be our theme is getting people to tell their stories.
1: And it doesn't have to be retro or anything like that. Just if you want to tell your story... Reach reach out to us.
0: Just somebody who has an... Uh, so anybody who has an interesting... Because anybody who has an interesting story, I want to talk to that person. Because the whole idea of the Fedora Chronicles was... Okay, Fedora, that's an obvious. Chronicles telling stories. I want to tell the stories of people who are, are doing something good and exciting. Or, you know what, even... Here's a great thing. Um, just watch this documentary. Again, we are... We are, way over re, time. we are way over time. This will have to be split. This this will have to be split. Um, yeah. As a matter of fact, um, hey, you know, this is uh, right here. This is the part of the show where people that we really want, just like uh, people we want to talk to. Um, there. If
1: it matters to you, it matters. It matters to us exactly. And it we 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 really mean it. Whether it's on the forum or on the radio show, we care about.
0: We care about your story. What
1: want to talk about.
0: We care about your story. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, I really want to get people um, talking about documentaries. I, I saw this one documentary that um, it would have been perfect to talk about for Halloween, except for it's not. It, it does involve murder. Um, tall, hot, blonde. All one word. Tall, hot, blonde. Um, it's it, 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 it reads like somebody's username and that's exactly what it is. It is and it is a, an intriguing uh, story. I'm not I'm not even gonna tell you what it's about because other than the fact that it's it's a, it's an online affair that goes horribly wrong. And there are so many twists and turns. Um, definitely check out this. I want to talk to the guy who made that uh made that documentary
1: no we'll reach out
0: and definitely reach out to him and and i uh, what i want to ask him is how how did how did you get to make this movie and how did you get these people to talk so you doug i think your homework should be if you can i if you can i totally understand um Watch that documentary, and, and let's see if we can get in touch with the guy who made that. And let's see how many let's see how many people we can get on the show for next time. All right. Oh, between now and the, be, yeah, just between now and ad finitum, who can we get on the podcast? So anyway, Doug, I'm going to let you go. All right.
1: Okay. I'm yeah. getting hungry. My wife's downstairs making. Uh, it smells like bacon, and I'm, it's making me exceptionally hungry.
0: We also got to do a show on the um the the infinite uses of baking grease when cooking. Uh, I'll talk to you later, man. Okay. I'm making a pizza. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye, pal. The Fedora Chronicles radio show was brought to you through the great support of all of our listeners through a couple of different ways. You can keep this podcast alive by sending donations to our PayPal account, paypal.me slash Fedora Chronicles. You can also use this as a way of communicating with us, letting us know what you would like your ad to sound like and the specific copy you would like us to read. You can support us via Amazon. Click any of our shop at Amazon links and then shop the way you always do. Products will come right to your door. You save a ton of cash at no extra cost to you. We'll get an affiliate bonus just for pointing you in their direction. It's a trilogy of win for everybody. You can buy your own Fedora Chronicles radio show merchandise by going to zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. We have dozens of products already up with more on the way. We even take special requests. If you have an idea for our product, you can always contact us via Twitter, Facebook, or on the forum. You can subscribe to the Fedora Chronicles radio show via iTunes, either by clicking our link on our webpage or by searching for us there are also featured on Player FM and many other podcasting listening services. The music for this podcast can be found on our index page. Just go to the slash podcast, choose the link to the specific show's individual page, and you will find all the information about the specific show there. It's also a great way to catch up on past shows. Once again, that web page you want to look for is the fedorachronicles.com/podcast. Finally, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest, and then obviously the Electric Speakeasy Forum. Give us a shout via social media. We love hearing from you. So with that said, until next time, this is Eric Render King Fisk signing off. Keep your chin up and your Fedora on.